You are now listening to the Big Two Podcast. Play that beautiful intro music. Can't understand why people demand I gotta pick just one. Word in the shop, I've got two dimes, mighty clan of super sons. One pod has the goal to just want it all and okay what the people do. Marvel and these symbols written for me. Listen to the big two, the big two. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Big Two Podcast, where we talk about Marvel and DC books. My name is Joey Galvez, and this week on our show, I have a special treat for you all. I'd like to introduce to you my new permanent co-host. This person has a really great enthusiasm and insight and a love for the geek culture. My new co-host is none other than Chanel Ward. Hey, how's it going, Chanel? Hey, Joey. Thank you so much, man. I'm so, so appreciative of you asking me to be your co-host. It could have been anybody and you chose me. I am just I'm in stitches, man. So I'm excited <laughs> for this. I finally have a platform to talk about all of my nerdum. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty excited to have you on. I'm really glad that you said yes. And, you know, you, you, you told me last time that I had you on that you're kind of a little bit of a newbie. Which is great because, you know, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to say that I'm a noob too because I kind of fell off for a while, got back into it, and I started collecting all over again. But you're going to bring some really great insight because you're going to bring that perspective of somebody who is just experiencing this for the first time. And, and I thought, that what a great way to bring someone in with that kind of perspective into the show. Oh, man, don't don't give me too much pressure now. No, I'm just <laughs> I think I, I'm really excited about it, and I also think... It's just going to be really great, right? Uh, yeah, don't get nervous. You're, you're you actually have really great insight. I like the way uh, you are enthusiastic about these books and how much you love love comic books. It's pretty awesome. Ditto, man. All right, for this week, we're going to be talking about some really great, fun, and exciting books. We're going to be talking about Powers of Ten. That one's so good. Uh, what did you think about Powers of Ten? There, just a quick little thought there. Uh, incredible. I cannot wait to read it every single week with powers of x i'm just i'm just too excited for it yeah i love what what hickman's doing over there and then our second oh. book of the week we're going to be talking about batman the last night on earth uh number two and man snyder has been knocking this one out of the park oh yeah third we're going to be talking about silver surfer number one prodigal son this one actually surprised me. Uh, there's a little bit of a twist. We talk, You and I talk about this one a, a little bit uh, back on one of the other episodes. And we talked about how it, it, how could this guy go against Silver Surfer? Does he even have uh, a chance? And I think you said that. And right. this one surprised <laughs> me at the end. <laughs> right. Me too. Me too. And then lastly, we're going to be talking about Lois Lane number two. And man, wow, this one went, impressed me so much. Uh, I think this one is definitely competing for my top book of the week. I have to agree with you. And I thought I was biased because I'm a reporter. But <laughs> the way that it's flying off shelves and I can barely get my hands on a variant if I try, I know something good is happening here. Definitely. This one is very exciting. And I, I just can't wait to talk about these books. Yes. All right, let's go ahead and get into our first book, Powers of Ten. We are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network. The Big Two is a spoiler podcast. You've been warned. All right, 
we're going to get into Powers of Ten, number two. Jonathan Hickman is the writer, R.B. Silva artist, and uh, R.B. Silva, Adriano de Benedetto. <laughs> I'm, I'm really butchering their names, are, are the inkers <laughs> on this one. Marte Garcia, colorist, VCs Clayton Cowles, letterer, Tom Mueller, design, R.B. Silva, Marte Garcia is on cover artist. Uh, we got Mark Huddleston, Yasmin Putri, Dustin Weaver, Patch Zer- Zercher, Edgar Delgado, Scotty Young, Ty- John Tyler, Christopher, all on variants. And we got Annalise Bisa, assistant editor, Jordan D. White, editor, C.B. Sabolsky, editor-in-chief, Joe Casada, chief creative officer, Dan Buckley as president, and Alan Fine, executive producer. That is a mouthful. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you had a say, and I didn't. <laughs> All right. Powers of 10. In this issue, we open the book in X-Men Year One. Professor X and Moira meet Magneto. They try to convince him that being on the opposite side isn't in the cards for all mutant kind. Moira showcases her powers and gives Magneto a taste. Now in Year 10, Professor X and Magneto become aware of a timeline where Nimrod is operational, and they create a plan to stop it. Now we're in year 100. We find out who the leader is of the new and remaining X-Men is. And it's a doozy. In year 100,000, we get an explanation of the few societies in the universe. Hey, uh, Chanel, do you know who that Groot-looking new mutant is in year 100? I do not. And I'm like, <laughs> it can't, it can't, can it be Groot? I have no, no idea. <laughs> everybody, everybody <laughs> was thinking that it was uh, Black Tom Cassidy. Uh, so what did you think about this one? Oh, my goodness. I just I'm on pins and needles for the next one. I cannot wait. I it, It's blown me away, really. I had high expectations, but this is just on another level. Yeah, this one was so good. Uh, I was really excited uh, to get into this one. Um, I, you know what? House, House of X is really great. I really like that one. But man, Powers of X really gives you kind of an insight into the future a little bit. It, it's kind of unfolding, uh, in, in these three different, four different, uh, eras, uh, in the, in the universe. Sometimes it can be a little confusing. Um, yes. with, especially with those white pages, the, on the last House of X, you had to kind of flip back and forth and, and different, uh, books and, and different pages. It, it, it got a little confusing, but it's a, such a great story. It, 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 this is one of those ones that I could not put down at all. You know, you couldn't put it down because you probably had to read it four times like I did, right? <laughs> <laughs> this definitely felt like that. <laughs> yeah, it did for me too. So I'm glad to hear you say it because I was wondering, like, Am I just not paying attention or what is happening? And then when I finally caught like caught on to everything and then I read it when I was finally like in the know, it started to make sense. And I was like, oh, OK, I get it. Yeah, it was definitely I, I had to read it a couple of different times myself, especially towards the end there in year 100,000 when they're like explaining to you all those different societies in the back there. Oh, it, it confused me so much. <laughs> yeah, me too. But the rest of the book, it was actually really good. I like seeing, uh, you know, that scene where we saw Moira. She was kind of showcasing her powers and showing the many different lives that she lived uh, to Magneto. 
and, and kind, of, kind of just you know skipping past all the all the pleasantries and kind of like here you just just look at my lives and I'll, all the answers are right here let's skip past this and i can show yeah. you how this is going to go because all these other ways that we've tried aren't going to work and another thing that here we are with another magneto where we don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy right <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, but Magneto's always been like that, though, right? You, he's always yes, been kind exactly. of, he's always kind of had that kind of uh, feel to him, where where he he's he's not he's not good or bad. He's just he's there for all mutant kind, and he wants. I mean, take take a like nowadays, you know, with all this crazy stuff going on in the world, with all this racism we're not right. that kind of a podcast but but the right, x-men right. has always been that kind of a book right it's always, it always been, been and that's why it's always been my favorite because i am a latina i am a female and when you intersect with these kind of things you know i noticed that you know um we tend to go towards the x-men because we identify very much you're right and that's then that's what x-men has been it's always been this fight between uh, the mutants and the and the humans and I always maybe felt like I would identify uh, with Magneto if I was a if I was a mutant, you know. He's okay. just trying to do the right thing for his kind. Yeah, and, and anyway, any chance he can get, right? Any chance that he can fight for for the rights of the all mutant kind, he'll he'll do it. No, any means necessary. And I don't think that is ter- not necessarily terrible, but he he can go about it terribly. <laughs> right, and <laughs> and man, the artwork in this one. Yeah, I mean, there's some port parts here in the artwork that I I thought it was a little off. Um, like <laughs> I was in the comic shop and I was talking to one of the guys, and I was like pointing out Xavier's face there. I was like, "What's? I don't know if I <laughs> I don't know if I like the art or if I don't like the art here in this moment." But um, but it, it, it's good. But there was just some points where I was just like, mm, it might well, be a little I feel off. that I am. It's a little. It's it's almost like it's very realistic, and then it almost gets uh, back to cartoonish. Or I get what you mean. But see, what matters most to me is how are they going to make Wolverine look? And then they kept him, kept him Wolvie, and I, just, I'm okay now. I can sleep now. Yeah, I definitely liked the way Wolverine looked. He looked he looked pretty good. Yeah, and, he looked short and shredded, just like I like him. <laughs> and and man. When you see Cyclops for the first time, that is he he looks pretty tough. Yeah, straight up. So in in year 1 uh, year 10, you see here that they kind of get a glimpse. I think I messed up in my synopsis and I said year 100, but this is year 10 where we see that they find a they they finally get word of Nimrod coming operational. And they want to kind of just nip it in the butt kind of thing. And, right. and they send, they, they get, uh, Cyclops to a, assemble a team so that they can go out there and kind of just storm this place and take care of it. But then we, we obviously know because the, we, these last couple of books have been jumping forward into the future that obviously their plan didn't work, right? Because Nimrod right. is operational. Nimrod is running things in year 100. All right. Yes. Okay. So I see what <laughs> I can see how you're getting, you know, there's just a lot of ones going on. Yeah. It, and sometimes it gets a little confusing. Yeah. I think in my, no, I, I, I said it right. I said year one, year 10, but anyway, I thought you did. but see how confusing that is even just talking about it now. 
Yes, and I lo- so I think they knew that they were confusing because this is the first time I see comics, like you say, with all that white space. But uh-huh. a lot of it is trying to get explain everything that they're like trying to unpack everything that they left you with. But then they give you this breakdown of the series, like House of X, how they're when they're going to be released. Because I think that it, it's only going to be six series each. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so that's it's coming fast. You know, we're already yeah. halfway, almost halfway there. So, yeah. can you imagine? I can't even see where they're going to take this. I, I sometimes I'm very good mm-hmm. at predicting these things, and I have mm-hmm. no idea where they're taking this. There's a lot of story to unpack, like you're saying. It's it's a lot to get through, but I mean, it, it's a great universe that they're building here. It's it's definitely something that we've never seen with the X Men before, you know, like this this the Krakoa, it, you can you can grow these seeds and it'll open up a portal. It's just I've never seen anything like this. We you know X Men has always kind of dealt with the future and and past and and kind of going back and forth in between. This is a completely new concept and I love it. I like this whole this universe that Hickman is kind of building here. And we see a handful of new mutants as well, right? Right, right. And that's really awesome because when have we had, we haven't had a batch of new mutants, you know, for a very long time. At least significant mutants that, that, that are taking part of, of a bigger story here. So there was one, like, like I said in the synopsis there, we caught a glimpse of a plant uh, mutant here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you do you know do you know who that is? I do not. So I was reading something here. And and okay. and if you kind of read and they kind of tell us who it is here a little bit and the way he says it he here he says this body once belonged to a mutant who could communicate with anything. I maintain all that he had he was was though he has long left this existence we will find a way. So that there is a little bit of a a, uh, a giveaway there. They don't really come straight out and tell us exactly who it is. Who is it? Who do you think it is? So I was reading some some things, some articles and stuff, and okay, uh, somebody had a theory that, uh, that this is actually this is actually Krokoa in okay. in the body okay. of in in the body of a mutant, and the mutant who you know remember back way back in house house of x number one yes do you remember the the x-men who was communicating with krokoa yes so that's that's who who they're 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 saying that this is what that he that that's his body but krokoa took over his body pretty interesting right he and he looks super awesome by the way he's like that (laughs) <laughs> and I'm trying to find his name. I think his name is Cypher, but Krakoa kind of took over his body and he remembers every single thing that he, that all his memories and stuff like he's saying. So he has the knowledge and he can communicate with everything, right? So that's why we kind of see him doing this here, communicating. And, and I thought it was super interesting that in, uh, in what is this year 100, now Krakoa is an actual physical, mutant <laughs> instead of just yeah. this environment that we saw in house of x very creepy by the way <laughs> all the, like the eyeballs it like just totally messes yeah. with my yeah it was really uh, it was pretty interesting to see that i was i when i saw that i was like what the heck is this this was one of those pages that i had to go back and read a couple of different times okay yeah same here i wanted to ask you here did you get any of that stuff in the back about the like the ascension and and uh 
and Nimbus and all that stuff that they had in those white pages back there. No, I the didn't. types of societies. Hoping, no, the yeah, the tent technarch uh, and like <laughs> the world men. So I'm hoping that they're just trying to prep us for the next for the upcoming uh-huh. House of X three because. I went back and I'm like, there. These words are nowhere in none of these books, so they have to be <laughs> to come, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it it's definitely one of those ones where you have to kind of, you have to really read it a little bit. Yeah, I, they're making up their own language, so you almost, know, it, yeah. it always gets really, always gets really like uh, confusing. Right. I I was reading this one for the first time, like just before bed, and I was like, yeah, I, I don't I'm going to have to read this again because I it's either that I'm really, really tired and I'm not like comprehending what's going on in this book or in these last <laughs> few pages or I'm just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't yeah, know. I was reading how a plumbus is made or something. I'm like, I don't get this. Right. So I was like, I'm going to read that again and and kind of kind of figure out what i just read <laughs> yeah i'm i'm glad that you're you're right there with me because as a new comic book reader i'm like am i just not hip do i just not know the lingo you know am i left in the dust <laughs> it, now I'm, it made me yeah. feel like i was back in english class and i was like like <laughs> learning new words and i was just like my brain was about to explode <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> all right so what did you what did you think about this book did you uh, did you do you like where they're going with this story right now i have to admit that i'm confused but i am i'm like smiling the whole way through right i'm i'm, I'm right there with you i'm, I'm <laughs> i look forward to it i really do i'm definitely confused but okay. i like Good. i like the story <laughs> i like the story i like where they're going with this it it has it's got me excited um, but I definitely, I definitely would like, <laughs> I think they're going to have to like go back and like create like a, like a, like a universe, like a, like a Bible for the universe here after the, after we read this series and it's all said and done where we have everything laid out exactly for us. Um, yeah, so that- <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking like, maybe that is what they're doing there. Cause you know, Donnie Cates, he starts with these little six mini series and then he gets like these bigger series off of it it snowballs into this thing but it's almost like we have to see how how the reader uh reacts to it okay so you're so you're so you're you're saying that that hickman is a lot like donny cates and how he writes definitely that's what i think i think that um this is going to be an introduction to something bigger and i think it is going to be like that it's going to be its own language it's going to be it's going to be an omnibus by time we're you know through with it right it's definitely Definitely I interesting. Think it's be, I think it's going to snowball into something huge and great. I really do. I think that they don't know where it's going to even go yet, but I know that they have something awesome planned, and I'm excited. Yeah, it's well, like they're well, they're, well, they're bringing in some new titles as well. They're bringing in a handful of other uh, books with this. I think um, the uh, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's a lot of new uh, X Men titles that are going to be coming out of this one. I, I have to be honest with you. I haven't really caught, uh, uh, read a whole lot of X-Men stuff. Uh, just not, especially not in, in the last recent few years because of all the craziness that's been going on with it. But this one, I'm on board. I'm okay, on board awesome. for everything. I'm on Me board too. with everything that they got coming out here pretty soon. Have you, have you been able to score any pre-sales on any connecting covers for them? No, I haven't. I actually, I, I hope they, uh, you know, I did an eBay thing, but for only like 
um, cover price, I was able to do pre-sale for the connecting covers. I'm going to have to wait probably until October, but it's for number four and five. And today they just released the covers and it's a Matina cover. Okay. So, and it's the old school suits and oh my goodness, I'm so happy that I'm getting that one. Like you don't even know. So that's as awesome. soon as I get it, I'm going to shoot you a picture of it, man. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to, I'll have to give you. I have to give you the passwords to uh, to all of our social media so that you can post all that stuff up there. Awesome! Yeah, that'll be cool. And even uh, until then, I could just post uh, onto your wall as well. All right, awesome. That sounds good. All right, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next book. Awesome. So we are moving on to Batman, Last Night on Earth, number two. So this is our Snyder Capullo team up. Uh, we all know that the Snyder Capullo, when they get together, they just create magic. So I actually, as a new reader, I don't know much about Snyder and Capullo, like what they do. Uh-huh. Um, so my next thing is I'm going to do a little investigating and maybe pull up some trade paperbacks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Snyder Capullo game on. Okay, yeah, you so, have to go back and look at and read all the good, all the Court of Owls stuff and and all okay. the stuff that they did for with New Fifty Two. Okay, I have a, I actually have some New Fifty Two stuff that I scored, um, you know, from the marketplace on Facebook. Someone was selling a bunch of trade paperbacks, and there's a lot of that in there. So awesome. I haven't even been able to dive into it yet. But yeah, Scott Snyder writer, Greg Capullo on the pencils. You have Jonathan Glapion on the inks. FCO Placencia on the color, Tom Napol Napolitano. Yeah, thank you for the letterer. <laughs> Greg Capullo with FCO Placencia for the cover, John Romita Jr. with Peter Steigerwald for variants. Um, and then of course Bob Kane and Bill Finger were the creators. So this is book two. And this is my synopsis. We are met with AKA The Last Night on Earth. As he questions some dude with an obsession for filling his interrogator's valley with an unbinding meal of nightmares and despair sprinkled with cayenne pepper, all the while Bruce screams demanding to know just who is he. This he Bruce is referring to is the 10-year-old boy found dead in Wayne Alley, to which we discover may actually just be Bruce Wayne. Alas, we awaken to our friendly head-in-the-jar friend, the Joker, as he desperately tries to win the affection of Bruce, just enough to become his sidekick. But not just any old sidekick, he wants to be a Robin. I mean, there have been many, and all meet tragic demises, which has me questioning Jarhead Joker's real desire to bear the title. Does he just want to meet his own tragic demise, and this is a sure way to make that happen? Or does he just plain old like Batsy in his straight-laced ways? Either way, it's an entertaining son of a Martha. So, <laughs> on to it. A streak of flashes. The actual hero, not just a clever adjective, flashes in the sky painfully pleading for Bruce to help us before they disappear in an airy ripping away of the sky. Bat and Jar paraglide through the desolate and dead earth as Jar plays tour guide for the amnesia-ridden Bat. They come across Fort Waller and the Army of the Animal Men, where we meet a 1970s-sized Godzilla swamp thing. That, however, is nothing compared to the piggy-backing Scarecrow and his ride of a bang, <laughs> who end up taking poor old Alfred for a ride of terror with his preloaded needle fingers. And boy, are they creepy. Well, but I see one kick Funko Pop in the works. <laughs> Insert Omega. 
the evil Batman, or at least Alfred is convinced as much. And then back to Bat and Jar. Bat fights like he's out of hell, and Jar jokes and puns the whole way through. And just as Bruce is all out of cans of whoop, the Clark Kent appears as old man Superman and carries Bruce and smiling head to safety beyond the ice where the farm Superman grew up on awaits them. And as if this book couldn't get any more insane, we are met with a sickly looking Superman obsessed Lex Luthor adorned in a Superman logo t-shirt and all. It is a Superman farm made of organic tissue Superman and hopes to bring back that in which Lex Luthor destroyed and came to regret above all else. Little does he know that he adds an indestructible opponent to the bad guys team. The real bad guys, not the Joker head and pet cemetery Luther bad guys. <laughs> so, enter Savage J-Law, Court of Elves, and dun -dun -dun, Dick Grayson, the boy wonder, and now wait for the epic battle with Omega in issue three. Don't hold your breath, though. It takes forever to wait for these issues. <laughs> I think I think we're just gonna have you write all the snaps for the whole entire show because that was freaking awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. That was my first synopsis. Okay, shit. I had to, to come with it. <laughs> you blew that one out of the water. Awesome. Thank you. Yours Man. are always great. So. <laughs> Man, this so, one. What did you think of this one, Joey? What did, did you get a chance to read this? Yes, I did, and this one was so good that. Oh man, I am, I'm excited for this, this book. I'm excited for, for book three. Uh, I can't get enough of this one. At first, when I read the first book, I was a little confused uh, and I'm still a little <laughs> confused because I don't know exactly if this is like a dream or right. if this is reality or what's really <laughs> going on. There's uh, a lot, there's a lot going on. It's, it's almost like, when you put a bunch of actors in the movie and it doesn't turn out good, but this is the opposite. It's turning out great. It's Either that or, you, or, you, or you've taken way too many drugs and you wrote a book and that's, a, that's yeah, what this no, is. Yeah, no, this is the Alice in Wonderland of Batman. You, sure. There you go. That's a perfect... Perfect. I, I think that's that sums it up. This is definitely this is like a this is like a sick, <laughs> sick and twisted uh, Batman Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> yeah. And it's as if Batman couldn't have any more freaking gnarly bad guys. And then they go and do these mashups. And like, it's just incredible. I just can't wait. I right. cannot this is probably my favorite one actually because it's the most fun to read and and he gives the tip of the hat to Batman v Superman there with <laughs> with with the flash. <laughs> Flash coming, please help us. Oh my gosh. When I read that page, I was like, are you kidding me right now? Please don't do this right, right now. Right. We don't need and to be I reminded know. of that movie right now. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Oh man. But man, uh, this this book is is it's not all over the place, but there's so much packed into this. Uh, you know, I love the way they, they depict uh, you know, swamp thing here. Um, Me too. So awesome. I love Swamp Thing. I love when you when you have Capullo and Snyder doing doing Swamp Thing. Um, you got it. You got it. You got to read. This is my first Snyder Capullo, so I don't know if that's setting me up just for too much or no. Oh, you you got to go back and read uh, Snyder's uh, Swamp Thing. He okay, wrote, he wrote Swamp Thing too. Next. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and then, man, the, if it couldn't get even creepier than that, you see Scarecrow riding Bane as if he's like a horse. 
<laughs> this is and you know, and I'm and I'm wondering what the heck happened to his legs. But then I notice when he's trying to lure lure them in, he's saying something like, uh, when he's luring in Alfred to get ri- like, what you want me to become like you? And he's like, well, you know, you only need the parts you need, type thing or something. And I'm like, oh, are they yeah. sacrificing? You know, so I'm interested to see where that goes. He said that that Omega has made us better. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, uh, awesome. I want to know who the heck this Omega is. It, it, yeah, it looks like a Batman, right? He looks like a freaky Batman or something, or like an imposter of a sort. Yeah, and, and Alfred says that he knows who it is. Or, and, and I'm hoping that he just has scarecrow manipulation going on, you know, because he's starting to make me think that he's thinking it's Batman too, and I'm starting to freak out. Yeah, that's an interesting take. I didn't see it that way. I thought that I I I, I thought it was just him saying, "Oh, I know who you are. I know who you are." But now that you're now that you come to think of it uh he could be doused with fear toxin here and he's just freaking out and he thinks that this is batman interesting they did shoot they did shoot him well with his little ugly finger yeah uh, yeah he got three of them in his neck so i know for sure he is influenced but i don't know if that if that is what that did or because you know he was already weary of this omega and Mm -hmm. he already seemed to know something about bruce wayne in the first one when he's talking to him in the hospital he's talking to joker or someone do you remember right yeah yeah okay yeah so yeah i i mean this is probably my favorite one out of everyone yeah this is definitely a really good one and man joker is is really wanting to be the the next robin right <laughs> and he, he's so good i mean he's just he's the best part of the whole thing I yeah he's a freaking head. all he has is a head in a jar and he's this entertaining like yeah. that says a lot about his character yeah really um good. I, you know what? The one thing that I really like about, about Scott Snyder is that he really knows how to write a horror book. Um, yeah. I really liked, uh, when he, I don't know, I don't know if you've read Witches. You gotta pick, yes. you gotta pick that one up if you don't have it, but I've, I've read Witches and man, is that book really good. This reminds me a whole lot of like Witches and, and just the way it kind of plays out and just the creepiness of it. He definitely... I didn't realize that Scott Snyder wrote that. Yeah, he did. Wow, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. That's actually my boyfriend loves witches, so he probably loves you know, he's he's my boyfriend's stuck on the old doomsdays and stuff, you uh-huh. know, so that he will not move on. Like he's on old man Logan right now, so oh, he yeah. will not move on. So I'm reading all this awesome stuff and I keep showing him glimpses. <laughs> but he doesn't want that he's like, No, no, don't show it to me, you know. But I want him to read it because he will have some great insight on this stuff beyond yeah. my new knowledge. Awesome. You know? Yeah. So I'm telling by the time we get our next recording and he has to read it so that I can have come with some, you know, old school perspectives. Yeah, yeah, maybe we we'll, we can have him on a little bit too. That'd be pretty cool. I I already invited him, and he's like, anytime. Awesome, that sounds good. The so one thing that kind of threw me off here a little bit was when they went down into like um like uh the river sticks kind of a thing. Okay. That one was yeah. a little. I was like, all right, now this book is is kind of going in a different direction here, but it was really interesting. And I, and that's where I found myself getting a little confused because now do they, is there like a city within like river sticks or was that just like a portal that got them to somewhere else? What the heck happened there? Right. I, I actually would like to know the same thing. And I know that <laughs> we met these like savage J laws early on in the uh-huh. first one too, but they, yeah, it's just a lot going on. Like you said, it's like every time you think that, you get it just takes you to a whole nother direction so yeah it's 
it's definitely a bit confusing just like the other ones but i think that's kind of what comics are going for nowadays they want to make things as uh as confusing in a very entertaining way cliffhanger way as possible yeah. and i like it yeah and there's definitely a huge cliffhanger here right we see that, oh, that dick grayson is, is uh one of yeah. the the court of owls there yeah. And he's so it, so he's alive. Was he dead at the point? Is that what that's about? No. So if so, the Court of Owls is actually a um, a secret organization that um, they're kind of like a. Um, it's it's very I don't know how to explain. It's it's very similar to like the League of Shadows, but the Court of Owls okay. has been there for centuries as well. And oh um, wow! And and they they take the best of the best kind of a thing, and. Oh, and uh, Dick Grayson has his. I think his grandfather was in the Court of Owls. There's some ancestry there, and they tried to kind of flip him and say that he was going to be the next uh, one that they were going to pick. And so now it's very interesting because now you see that he's here and the he's got a Court of Owls suit on. It's super super interesting. I liked it. And so, um, when you, so you knew Dick Grayson when you saw his name right away, you were like Robin, right? So like, I, I had to Google him and then I was like, oh shoot, Robin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, definitely, definitely interesting. I like yes, this book. And, a lot. I, I, and, and the Joker, like it almost seemed like he was, he knew that Robin was coming the whole time with his whole, it was like a big joke. And then at the very end, he's like, that's what makes it funny, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, what? What does the Joker know? Is he like the all-seeing head or something? Like, <laughs> is he just I want to know. I want to know how the heck is he alive? Like, how is he right. living in that jar? Who did it to him? Like, did Omega do that? Did Omega do that to him as well? Yeah, right. Made him like that, and then he kind of rebelled, or what happened? Yeah, I hope we get a little bit of origin on that. So, yes, I'm. That was a good one. Super interesting. Okay, let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. We're going to be talking about it's this is going to be our uh, our comic shop adventure segment. Yay! I'm excited for this. It's time for the comic shop adventure segment. All right, in our next segment, we're going to be talking about what you bought this week in your LCS. Chanel, I know that you and I met on the Monster Comics auction. They're, they yes. have a Facebook live auction. And this last Wednesday, you were just buying up everything. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you what did you come back come out of there with? So this is why, okay, because you know, I had to go on hiatus for a while from all of my live sale buying because I had to my of course your you know, my Jeep wanted to give me trouble right when I'm like on a roll with buying comics. So uh-huh. I had to take a few weeks off and so I was jonesing. So as soon as I was able to buy, it's like I went a little crazy for sure. <laughs> but I really got some awesome stuff, and I'm really excited for all of it. So I did a little bit of Monster and Collector's Choice, a little Todd and a little Kevin. So from Kevin, I got – I so I missed – this is the thing is I forgot to put Powers of X on my pool list, and I only okay. put House of X. So that was my bad. But by the second – issue i already had it fixed and my comic book store slipped and they didn't save me a copy Mm. so when i went and picked up my this wednesday um was a huge stack of pulls you know okay so um i didn't i didn't realize until i came home and then by time i realized i didn't get one however i got powers of x1 the huddleston variant the one with the wolverine on the front and and wolverine is my number one guy 
man, oh. when I saw that, I was like, oh man, I saw that you picked that one up. And I was actually, yeah. I was actually in the shop uh, when, when they were doing the auction. Oh, you were? You should yeah. have said hello to us. Yeah, because cause I go cause I go and hang out with uh, some of the artists that go there. Because after hours, after, after hours, yeah, they, they, they hang out in the shop and they do uh, their artwork because, you know, it's kind of quiet and, and they hang out and stuff. So I go hang That's out awesome. with, I go hang out with Micah Garcia and I go hang out with uh, Albert Morales and uh, we just hang out and talk. And then we hang out with Todd and, and Kevin in there. And, um, oh, that's so cool. I, I'm, I'm way too far from you guys. Like, <laughs> I have the biggest comic book store in the world, but it feels so, I feel so small in it. <laughs> so we, so we, we got some stuff with, uh, the three or four of us, we got, we got some cool, really, some really cool projects coming up. So that's kind of my day to go brainstorm with the, with Micah and, and Albert. Um, so stay tuned pretty soon. We're going to have some really great news, but that's a little hush hush right now. But, um, Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the hush too, everyone. <laughs> Don't think I know anything, <laughs> but it's, it's really exciting. We're working on some stuff. So that's kind of our time to kind of go brainstorm and, and kind of sit down and get some stuff together. So we're in store. And, and when I saw that, I was like, Oh man, I want that cover so bad. But then I'm I saw that he picked up. one. He, he probably has multiples, but I had already like, I had uh, picked up a ton of books already that day. And I was like, I can't spend one more dime. <laughs> I know. I, I kind of felt the same way. You know, the only reason why is because David, that's my boyfriend's name. David uh -huh. bought me, he bought all my pulls this week. And then oh, cool. he bought my comics from Wednesday as well. So I was able to go a little nuts, you know. Nice. My birthday is awesome. coming up. I mean, it's not till September 11th, oh. but you, you know, like spoiled girlfriends, we get like a whole month from the 11th of August to the 11th of September. I get. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, and so, um, another thing is, I'm a big Battle Lines collector. Okay. It's so hard to get the 2018 Battle Lines. I started collecting them this mm -hmm. year, so I only was able to get maybe like a dozen of. So I'm missing a, quite a few. But as far as this year's, uh -huh. I am almost complete with that. Nice. So I have a big stack of battle lines coming from Kevin. And I believe it was his last 15 little stacker that he had. Uh -huh. um, a lot of them are repeats, but there's four in there that aren't repeats. But I figured I just wanted the stacker, you know. So another really cool thing he had uh, yesterday um, was the War of the Realms number four. It was like a battle lines. It's like a diamond exclusive. Oh, cool. So I, I end up getting that one as well oh wow and then I got, I got a powers of x number two since my store freaking slept on me and i was like heartbroken <laughs> i got a jtc action figure variant so i'm happy about that yeah i saw that one i watched take that one right off this off the shelf for you that's it's, oh you did okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah they because man those ones are flying off the shelf too it's really hard to get uh, those I, I was really glad to to have him uh, pull those, put those on in my pull list like uh, a couple of weeks before they even came out. Otherwise, oh, really? I would not even be able to get them because that's that's the only way that people are able to get them right now because they are flying off the shelves like like hotcakes. Oh yeah, when um, I went back to the same dealer on eBay to maybe try to buy a second set. It was already, they were already gone. I did this like two weeks ago. So that was before I even knew um, what the images were going to be. So I'm, I really mm -hmm. scored with that. Let's just hope they come in decent mm -hmm. shape. But um, they were also, uh, Kevin was doing a lot of those hip hop variants and I collect those as well. And I have oh, about sweet. 15 of those. I have like 20 of them now, but he had a few that I needed. I didn't, 
I kind of was too slow on some of them, mm -hmm. but I did get three of them that I needed. And I got my Bas Batman last night on Earth 2 because I only was reading it digitally. So I finally have my copy coming. Nice. And uh, that's everything that I got. So when he said that, I was I was actually going to sit here and it like I was waiting for him to say something because he was digging and trying to find it for you. And I was like, I was like about to text you and be like, hey, because I because what I do is in my pool list, I get the variant cover of Last Night on Earth and the the regular cover. And which so one I did get, you like more? I um, I think I I, I liked I liked the regular cover more. I think me too. With, with Bane on his back. Same. That was really cool. Um, the first one I kind of liked the variant cover of the first uh, yes. first book better than yeah. that one, but the but this time around it was the regular cover. Yeah, I was hoping I got. That's how I have it. I have the variant and I have the regular cover coming. Yeah. So yeah, nice. same. Yeah, but I was like, I was like, uh, okay. If he if he says that he uh, that he doesn't have one, I'll just text her and I'll tell her, hey, I'll send you one of mine. <laughs> oh man, like, that would have that would have made my whole life. But Thank as you. I was so as I was one. about to text you, he's like, yeah, I got one. I was like, oh, all right. Well, I guess I get to keep mine then. <laughs> yeah, and as good as, as good as the last night on Earth are, I'm glad you didn't have to part ways with them. I yeah. really am. So but thank you for that. I yeah. appreciate that. So but I have him, boss, man. So I have him uh, giving giving me doubles of last night on Earth. It's the the regular cover and the variant cover. So I'm waiting for number three to come out so I can get those two. Awesome. Yes, I'm definitely so, gonna make sure I don't sleep so, on it. So, so the the books that I've got this last couple of weeks. I mean, I had I I, I picked up so many of them, <laughs> but right. But one a uh, couple of books that I really want to talk about on the show, um, and I, I think we actually I I think I'm gonna try to convince you for the next episode to talk about this, e even though that's gonna be old by the time we talk about it. But it's Batman: Curse of the White Knight, and then. Yeah. Curse of the White Knight, Azrael, book one. So I picked those ones up like a week or two ago, like the week that they came out. I picked those ones up. Awesome. I don't, I do not have those. I will, I do have them digitally. So nice. So, and then, and then I had to pick up Absolute Carnage number one. So oh, right. I picked what, that one up. I got the regular cover, but I also have, uh, I also have Albert, Mar uh, Albert Morales here, uh, doing. <laughs> Nice. You got one of the Morales ones, huh? No, no. I have Albert Morales. You know, you know who Albert Morales is, right? No. He, uh, he's, uh, he's the guy that I talked to on the last, uh, on the last bonus episode of the, of the big two. And he, you have yes, he actually, he's an artist. He's a local, he's, he's a, uh, artist who is, lives here locally. But he went, uh, he frequents, uh, monster comics and he does, he does some stuff with them every once in a while. Um, oh, wow. but, but make sure you don't call him a local artist. Just saying. Right. We had the, me and him had that conversation. <laughs> but anyway, oh, no. anyway, I have him doing a, I gave him a blank cover and he's going to be doing a remark for me on, on one of the, one of the, the oh, Carmel wow. Carnage. Yeah, he's gonna be doing that for me on an absolute carnage. I gotta hit him oh, up. Tell him. You get that? I can't wait to see that. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty cool. I uh, I actually gotta hit him up. He told me to hit him up the other day, and I I completely forgot. Um, Did you? Are you are you gonna get any of the like um anxiety separation anxiety or the screen? Did you, you get know those what? As well? I saw all the titles that are gonna be like with absolute carnage. There's I know, so right? many that I, I was just like, no, you know what? I'm just going to get absolute carnage number one. And then 
if I need to, I'll get these other ones digitally. But uh, I, I, I really can't afford to put way too much in my pull list. Right. Um, because I, I've done that in the past where I was getting like 50 books a week. What? And, oh, and I, I just, I, I just can't, I just can't afford that right now. <laughs> but exactly. so right now I've just got a small little pull list, but, um, I definitely can't do that because I come home with more than, than, uh, than what's in my pull list. And I know that I am. Uh, so I don't want to, I don't want to go home with too, too much, but I also, one that I was really wanting for quite a while is, um, Batman 10 cent adventure. It's the Greg Rucka one. And it's a really great cover. You got Batman there. Um, he got Batman's silhouette and Bruce Wayne kind of standing in front of a spotlight and, and, and his silhouette is in Batman. Bruce Wayne's kind of like in a suit, like a three piece mm-hmm. suit. And then his silhouette is Batman. So it's, it's a really great cover. I love that one. I picked up, uh, the sensational Spider-Man and then I went into the, the $2 bins and picked up so many different great cable covers and, Oh, I have my. a lenticular cable cover. Dude, I loved it. And then I had to get a couple of different old school action comics covers. Um, I just lenticular cable as well. Oh, yeah? Awesome. Yeah, you, it's the red one that has the uh, new mutants and then the cable. Yeah, uh, mine is, mine is uh, I think so. Yeah, I think I got the same one. That I think uh, I think Todd was selling selling it on uh, on his auction. So, yeah, I think I grabbed He had a bunch of them. So I had to. Oh grab really? One. I wish I would have known. I would have got one from him. I ended up getting it from Mile High Comics. Oh and yeah. Probably, probably paid three times more for it than I should. <laughs> I saw that he was selling them on the auction. I was like, oh, he had more. I would have picked up. Oh doubles. shoot! I wish I would have known. <laughs> Dude, I, I gotta send for a picture and see if it's the same comic because I will kick myself in the. Yeah. <laughs> but for this last couple of weeks, that's that's what that was my pool. I've got a nice nice little stack of like ten or twenty. Not, dang, that's awesome! I thought I, I thought I did some damage because I had like uh, seven that I came home with, but then I also did damage, like you saw. On the yeah, well, well, that's not that's that's not including my pull list books. <laughs> oh my goodness! Because I come because I, I got imagine. like I got a handful of pull list books too. <laughs> so, do you read your books, or do you, do you ever use the digital codes, or no? Or I I read them. Read? I read them and I collect them and I put them in my in my collection after I read them. I I mean. Okay. I'm not one of those. I, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there who, who press them and clean them and slab them and all that stuff and get them graded. I would it's love me. To, I'm guys. <laughs> I would love to do that, but I really love reading them. Uh, like right. I would be that guy that, that like gets one of those slabs and like breaks it free so I could read it. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I just, that just made me sweat thinking. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe, uh, um, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've never really thought about doing anything like that. I might, if if I'm the type of person, like if I do it once, I'll probably get bit by the bug and just continue doing it. You do not need any slabs, Joey. Right. I know. Right. I don't. (laughs) You're just a good old fashioned reader, man. Don't even waste your time collecting. You know, um, reading was fun when I started getting into the collecting. It started becoming like maddening because I be, I'm a perfectionist. Uh So it's just, it's big. It's like a never ending cycle. Like you said, you could get a hundred pulls, you know, a week. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. I was spending, I was spending like 100, like 200 bucks a month on books. (laughs) Oh man, I'm I'm kind of at that point right now. So I, 
It gets <laughs> it, it can get out of control real quick. <laughs> yes, I I know how to put the brakes on it light lately though. Yeah, you know, that's so. good. That's good. Cause yeah, I, you. Because I didn't. <laughs> I you had get a little bit of I, you get a little bit of bad blood on the freaking <laughs> live auction reel, dude, and you don't make that mistake again. I'll oh, I you. know, I know, I know. I I definitely you I, and you you don't want to be that guy that like gets called out for not like paying right not paying, paying or <laughs> yeah I know oh my god yeah. I'd be so humiliated I would yeah. really die and I I did have a situation but it wasn't that I didn't pay it just that I wanted to you know I couldn't pay some of one of the or I had a couple invoices out mm-hmm. and I wanted one of the invoices more than the other and I had to choose and uh-huh. I never would do that but I it, I it like haunts me you know every yeah. day. And it should. I'm not just kidding. Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, how can I make this better? Like, I'm I'm obsessed with trying to freaking redeem myself. (laughs) All right. I think we can move on to our next uh, book here. Okay. All right. We're going to be talking about Silver Surfer, The Prodigal Son, number one. We've got Peter David as the writer, Francisco Mana as the artist, Espen Gundergen uh, as the colorist, letterer Corey Pettit, and we got Miko Suyan and Rain Bredo as the cover artists, Ron Garney and Richard Isonov as the variant artists, and then you got tons more people that I would love to say, but that's way too many. You know, nowadays they're just throwing <laughs> everybody on there, aren't they? Yeah, these days. <laughs> and then you got I'm Silver Surfer angry. was created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. So in this issue, we open up with Fantastic Four wondering where the heck Prodigal went off to because he is no longer in the bubble and he is nowhere to be seen. In this book, we get a little bit of a kind of background into Prodigal's life here. We see his father send him off to another planet to show their strength. As he arrives on the planet, he sees tons of rockets flying away from the sh- from the surface. As he confronts a handful of people trying to steal his rocket, he encounters Silver Surfer. Him and Silver Surfer go back and forth and have a nice slobber knocker of a fight. They're pretty much matched here. And then Galactus kind of shows up and devours the planet. Prodigal gets out of there. He teleports himself back home and explains to his father what had transpired. Now back on the moon, we see exactly how Prodigal got out of the bubble. So what did you think about this one? I am just a big fan of the Prodigal Son. So just as much as I enjoyed uh, the first one, I I enjoyed this one actually a little bit more because I'm just a huge Silver Surfer fan. And I think they make him look just super gnarly i mean when they show him and they give him his whole page and he just shows up and and just it's just really real cute how he tries to drown him and he's like he tried to drown silver surfer like that's hilarious (laughs) yeah this one i I have to say they're funny this one this one was a little bit of an easier read out of the other two books that we talked about definitely a different kind of of book this one i don't i don't think this is anything bad here i'd probably let my son read this one now, Powers of X and uh, or Powers of Ten or whatever they call it and Batman Last Night on Earth. Maybe I wouldn't let my my nine year old <laughs> son read that one. I, definitely, I wouldn't recommend it. I would definitely let him read this one. There's there's nothing too wild in here. Nothing too crazy. You got some great artwork. Some some of the areas of the artwork were, weren't all that great. 
Um, but for what it is uh, and the style that it is, I, I think right. it worked. I and don't... I felt like where it needed to be, where the artwork needed to be strong, it was. Right. When they showed Galactus, Silver Surfer, where it needed to be strong, it was. And I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. There were some areas where you kind of saw a lack of, of detail. Like when, uh, like in the first couple of pages there, when you first see Prodigal and his brother and his father there, you don't really see any faces until they kind of get a little bit closer. Right. Which I, I kind of felt like it was a little off putting at first and it kind of like threw me off and I was just like, uh, but then I read on and, and the story got a little bit better. I definitely like the fight between Prodigal and, and Silver oh, Surfer. Oh, yeah. That was really good. That was a good fight, man. And, and I like the fact that Prodigal, it was like um, he didn't get beat up like we thought he was going to. You know, he was, a, like you said, he was an equal match. And yeah, he definitely that was, held his own. That speaks a lot about him. You know, um, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, is Thor going to mm. be in that? How does that work? <laughs> yeah no that he's not <laughs> but what was okay. interesting what was interesting about this one was was that, that it threw me off at the at the end there because you see they're fighting here and, and obviously they did that for a reason they showed you that they were fighting they showed you that they met before and then at the end that they kind of he's like yeah that's not me but maybe i can help you and then they fly off together and I think I think that's um like it, the picture itself is metaphorical. Like they're like you said, they fly off into the sunset together. You know. <laughs> yeah, they fly off into the sunset, holding hands, <laughs> singing. All beef squash. Like they're just right. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. And uh, there's a handful of goofy pages here with goofy one-liners and things of that nature, just like the first book. Yeah, to stay true to the prodigal, prodigal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so is Guardians of the Galaxy going to wrap it up? Is that going? It's only going to be a three thing. I, I think so. I think it's a three parter, and it's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy, Prodigal Son number one. So I'm really sad to see it go. To be honest with you, and I hope it turns into something bigger. Yeah, and I oh I do I see I see what you're talking about because they have a page here of the next book, and the, it looks like there's a cover, and it does look like there's Thor there, huh? That's interesting. it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I actually didn't, I didn't see that last page until, um, just right now as I'm scrolling through, but I only thought that because of the movie, I was actually being facetious, but that's yeah. funny that it, it, it almost, might be true. It almost looks like Beta Ray Bill to me, but because of the face. Yeah, right. Interesting. Yeah. That's, and then, that's... and then the top there looks like the dark elf, like a female yeah. dark elf. Yeah. That's a weird that's yeah. a trip. I look forward to see what that's about. Yeah, I want, I'm not really uh, you know, caught up on any of those books either, the Guardians of the Galaxy or anything like that. It's no, me either. Not Johnny Keith's version either. Right. This is definitely definitely an interesting uh book. I I, I want to see where this is going, but I, I don't know if it's going to be this one's definitely not competing with my top book of the week. I'm going to say no, that. No, it it's still okay. good. It's not it's not bad or anything, but it it's it's there's books that was, we're talking about this week that are better. It was a fast read, wasn't it? It went it by was. really quick. Yeah, it was a little bit of a fast read. Where like Batman: The Last Night on Earth, that one was a fast read. You had to you had to get into it, and then you know House of Ten, it was not a fast read. That one was you had not to pay attention. Um, yeah, this, I was reading backwards almost. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, because you had to be like, oh wait, what is this? What are these white pages again? But yeah, this one, this one was a quick, quick read. Um, 
I, you know, maybe this is like one of those ones where you read in between like those, those first two books we were talking about where this is kind of, you got to take a break and kind of let your mind kind of like rest a little bit. This is definitely a book to kind of do that with. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. All right. You got anything else? Um, no, I think that I just, I look forward to see where it ends for sure. Um, it doesn't compete with my top of the week either, but it's definitely a, it's a contender. Awesome. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to Lois Lane number two. So Lois Lane, the 12 issue maxi series, which I really like that. Issue number two. First, before I go into the synopsis, let me begin by saying that the popularity for the Lois Lane comic has been one of those like pleasant yet teeth grinding events. <laughs> I'm right. happy it's getting recognized, but like I left using eBay for issues that you know I could barely get on my pull list in time. Yeah, I think so, I might have to talk to Kevin to throw this one on my pull list too, so that I can get it because. I could, I did not get it in my pool list and I've, I've barely found this one that I have in my hand now because it showed up out of nowhere on the, on the, on the rack. So you and got a cover A as well? No, no. I just got the variant cover. Oh, wow. So I got the variant for the first one. And then after I came in this beautiful cardstock, I have to admit that I kind of wanted to get all 12 of them varianted, but now I'm already stuck with the cover A for number two, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I was. <laughs> I, I looked and I was like, you know, I got to get it because this is the only one here. And I didn't see it yesterday because I was there the day before. So I, and I really wanted to talk to the talk to you about this one. So, yeah. So coming from a reporter, you know, Lois Lane, I always kind of had a soft spot for her. But she's <laughs> just she's becoming like Sarah Connor now, you know. She's just <laughs> so here's my synopsis. Lois Lane issue number two begins with a view with the view type of a round table, like daytime trash talk going on on my girl Lois Lane for her relationship with Superman. Lane, the gangster that she is, <laughs> is not at all affected, but it's obvious that those around her are becoming so, as her friend mentions it, and most adorably Clark, who gets all mafia, you know, for a second for his love. <laughs> but he's quickly met with a no, you better not dare, mister. Again, she's not affected, but Lois makes uh, a reporter's as as popular as dark side joke. And I about died a little through my (laughs) laughter. Yeah. So I laughed through my pain, but you know, I was eased quickly with their passionate little Clark Kent kiss. The Kents, I call them kiss. I I call them Clark low. Nice. Oh, they have a name, a mashup. That means there you go. Name. You get a mashup and you're in it for the long haul. <laughs> so, meanwhile, in Moscow, there was a crime scene that goes cold on the brutal murder of Mariska Vernova. And I'm assuming she's also a reporter out there. Yes. Um. So, while in Metropolis, the crime scene is warming up as Lois Lane and friend grow suspicious of the arm swinging the hammer. Just as Lane bullies a source into talking, he ends up like Mariska and who Lois is nearing to become next if she continues poking around, you know, but her man is super. So I don't see that she is scared or that she won't continue poking around. And so the unapologetic cheeseburger eating beer drinking with still earth conscious Lane may not be the best speller, but she is the best reporter and her skills (laughs) may nasty drew the heck out of this thing in the third issue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's, that's all I got. 
<laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm glad you like those, Joey. So now yeah. I know I know that I'm on the right track. Yeah, because mine was nowhere near as good as that one. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. High five to the phone now. There you go. <laughs> so what did you think of? I know I know you're a big fan of this and you're the one who got me into this one. Yeah. So I already know. But did you think that the second issue held up to the first? So this one is even better than the first one, I think. Um, I agree. I, I, I like I like this book so much um, that I couldn't put it down. I, 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 there was a moment where I was sitting there reading it and, and I had my, the baby in my arms cause he was just hanging out with me and he, he was trying to grab the book and I'm like, no, no, I gotta get through this page. No, I don't want to put it down because I know you really want my attention, but I'm trying to read this. <laughs> and I was like, and it was, I it was another it quick read, wasn't it? No, it was, it was, I mean, it wasn't, it went by fair. Fair enough. It was, yeah, I guess I, I, you could say that. I don't think it was a quick read for me because I, I, I wanted to read it. And I wanted to be attentive and I wanted to just take every single page in because I love the, awesome. the artwork in this is so amazing. Um, it really is. I love the, like the dark and dreary, like rain, um, scenes here that we see where we get the question going into Verano's apartment and he sees all those mm -hmm. guys and he knocks them out by acting like he's a drunkard. And, yes. and mm -hmm. then we, when we finally get into Veronova's apartment, the, the, the pinks and the reds and the, and the darks, that's oh, everything about it is just awesome to me. Yeah, usually it's Batman who goes dark, but definitely uh, Lois Lane went dark this time. You know what? I did forget to talk about the be uh, the writers and the so the the best selling author Greg Rucka, master storyteller as they call him Mike Perkins. Um, I actually don't know neither of those. I don't know the author or the. Yeah, they're they're really so, great. But, okay, I'm gonna have to definitely look up look them up next because then, if they're anything like Snyder Capullo, I'm yeah. into it. And then we have to give it to Paul Mounts on the colors. Okay, definitely. So I you know, inside of my the second comic, the digital one, it doesn't have the colorist and everything like that. So I was trying to pull it up here. Um if you have that Yeah, so go we ahead got Paul Mounts, we got Paul Mounts on the colors, we got Simon Boland on the letter, Nicholas Scott variant cover, Jessica Chen associate editor, Mike Cotton editor. Brian Cunningham group editor and Superman was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. But yeah, again, this one was really great. Do you know the one thing that, that I don't like about this is that, What's that? is that why the heck is Lois Lane such a horrible speller? I know, right? Well, like that's the funniest thing that they did because uh, I don't, I don't know many journalists who are bad spellers. That's like I know. Well, so they're weird. they're trying to take it back to like the movie, like Superman movie, where where like uh, Lois made that that one. Uh, you know, she asked how many how many U's were in some and somewhere I forget what it was or something like that. Right, right. But and, and I I don't like Lois Lane being a reporter, a, a reporter who doesn't spell correctly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is um what i took it as is it's like a new age thing so you know with spell check and everything like that you don't have yeah. to be a good speller anymore you don't have to be a good freaking reporter anymore you know? yeah because so, <laughs> I, maybe maybe it's like the hamster wheel of information she's such a quick reporter and she's always dishing it out so quickly that she doesn't have time to yeah you know i so think that's probably that's more of what it is yeah 
I think I think that's kind of where they're relating with that too. But yes, I'm I'm a great speller, so I don't I do not relate, Lois. <laughs> right there, you go. Um, but I like I like the the dynamic between her and Montoya. You know, Montoya's uh, she gives up all the all the notes from Veronova, and uh, and she tells her to follow the money. Yeah. So, so that I thought that was interesting, and then she corners this this politician businessman or whatever to to like. To yeah, give her to give to give, her, to give up the goods, you know. <laughs> and he's going to. He's he's willing to do it because she tells him she pretty much manipulates him by saying, "Well, I'm going to post this terrible story, and if you want to yeah. get your side out there, you yeah, know, she you blackmails him. Chat. She blackmails yeah, and then him. he dies, and then he gets killed. Yeah, it's, so somebody wants to shut him up, right? Somebody somebody didn't want him to talk to Lois Lane. And yeah, and and, right. and here it says, you know, I when I I was writing some stuff up about this, and I was like, you know, um, Lois Lane is left wondering who those bullets were actually intended for. So oh, I thought yeah. that was really interesting there because she was like, well, right. was it really intended for him, uh, you know, to shut him up or or to shut me up? And I think we're gonna quickly find out that she's gonna have to get a gun herself okay <laughs> i mean come on this is lois lane she, she probably already has one <laughs> yeah she better be strapped bootstrapped <laughs> yeah this one i i definitely like this one a whole lot it was very interesting kept me intrigued and interested i i am definitely in this one this one's definitely going to be going into my pull list oh yeah to be too I, there's no way i'm gonna miss one of the 12 i'm gonna have all 12 of these and i'm trying to get all variants because i just I'm into it. All right. Uh, do you have anything else to talk about the book? No, but I do. I do want to just thank you very much. I just want to say thank you. You could have picked anybody and you asked me to be your co-host and it meant so much to me. So I'm happy and I look forward to our working relationship. And I know that we are going to just take the comic world by storm. <laughs> there you go. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. Tell me what's on your On this next segment, this is actually the very first time that we're going to be talking about this. This is our little discussion segment. I know we already had kind of one of those this week, right? but this is the actual place for that because of that was about what took place in the comic shop when we went in and, and what we purchased, right? This right. one is called What's on Your Mind? And it, this is anything that pertains to comic books, but it's our discussion. And this week, I have a question for you, Chanel. Do you have a holy grail that you've been chasing that you may not have in your collection or you may have in your collection and you already picked it up? Is there anything like that out there? Man, there, you know, there are so many freaking holy grail and chases. That I don't think I will ever, ever be close to having them all. Okay. One of my big chases that I've been going after for a very long time was the Thanos Legacy One Clayton Crane oh. Scorpion Comics Virgin nice. variant. Nice. And I I actually scored a slab from Kevin that was a nine point eight gold freaking label and it's signed by Crane and Donny Cates. Nice, so, nice. That I paid a ridiculous amount. I never paid that much for a comic in my life, but that was a holy grail to me, and I just had to get it. So 
I have it and I'm happy about it. But my next chase is to get a Micah piece. I know <laughs> I saw he did an X23 with duct tape and that is yeah. the piece I want. I want yeah. that or nothing. Yeah, he, he does some really great, great stuff. If you guys don't know who she's talking about, she's talking about the Stuck Duck. He's on Instagram. Just just type in Stuck Duck and you can find him there. And he does. Uh, I like I like that nickname. <laughs> yeah, he does. And you can find him on, his name's Micah Garcia. And he does variant covers with duct tape. We talked, I had him solely, on the show. Just solely just duct tape. All Even duct tape. Even if it looks like it's a pencil line, it's duct tape. <clears throat> it looks like, it looks like, it, it, it looks like a cover, like a, like a comic book cover, but it's just out, all out of duct tape. It does not, he doesn't put duct tape and color on duct tape. It's colored tapes. It's, it's amazing. You guys got to check him out. Go to Instagram, look him up. Super, super cool stuff. He commissions stuff for people all the time. It's awesome. It, it's, it's, it's really awesome. interesting. That's, yeah. So that is definitely uh, my next chase is a Micah piece. Yeah, you got to check that out. The one thing that I've always, always wanted from, from my, like, I, that I've never been able to get is, is a Wolverine. Um, what is, is a number one, you know, where you got Wolverine, his, it's got his face and he's got his claws out and, and it's the, um, Frank Miller cover. You know which one mm. I'm talking about? Oh, oh, yes. And he's like smiling. Like yeah. Kinda, uh, yeah. Oh, it's old school. Old yeah. school. I is want... It, is it a Claire, the Claremont? No. I think, yes. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I, that's I've oh, always yeah. wanted that book. I can't, oh, my I, God. Me too. It's, it, I came so close. And you can pick it up for pretty cheap right now. Um, but I came so really? close one time to getting it for like 70 bucks. That's and it was pretty, actually... And it was actually a pretty good grade and all that stuff, but I just, I didn't do it. I don't know why I didn't pull the trigger. And then when I finally like got the guts to pull the trigger, I went back to the shop and they didn't have it. I am freaking kicking myself. We could have a whole segment on freaking I missed (laughs) from a day. And then there's, there's a couple of books that I've always wanted that may, they might, may not be holy grails to anybody else, but just me. Um, the first book that I ever read in my entire life, first comic book that I ever read was and, and pick and bought when I, I bought it when I was a kid. It was the X-Men Jim Lee cover. It's the 1991 number one X-Men. It's the, the, oh, the, wow. the volume two X-Men number one. It's Man, Jim Lee cover. Holy Grail. I actually picked up cover A a while back and then I picked up cover B from Todd at Monster Comics. So I've got both covers and they're connecting covers. They, I mean, they're probably just like $2 books, but <gasps> nice. yeah, super excited about that. And then I'm I, just a big connecting cover person. Yeah. And I recently got, uh, Secret Wars number eight. It's the first ever appearance of Spider-Man in a black black suit. Oh, you got the first black spy. That that right there is a chase for everybody. And if it isn't, yeah. then you ain't no comic book reader. <laughs> yeah, I've got that one. I actually I actually put it in a frame, and it's up on my wall right now. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a frame. Right? And, and you this one, you're not gonna try to read that one now, are you? Oh heck no. <laughs> and this <laughs> one, this one is actually um, it's a newsstand. It's which is very rare. Yeah. Oh yeah. Newsstands. That's the first print. Yeah. So I've got, I've got that on my wall, and that one's staying there. And I might uh, that one. I actually might spend some money to get pressed, cleaned, and slabbed. <laughs> and graded. That's worth it. That's yeah. one that is definitely worth it. Yeah. Uh, only if it's like a nine, nine point eight and above. <laughs> if uh, you know everything that I've ever gotten from 
um, anybody out there really like Reed or <clears throat> Kevin uh-huh. or uh, Todd, everything has been a 9.8 or more. Nice. Like when, yeah. like when people get books from him and then they get them graded and they're like, oh, it was a 9.9. It doesn't even shock me because I am like just so impressed with the quality yeah. of their comics. Yeah. They, they are, they definitely show some love for comic books. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they'll even take a book in that isn't perfect. You know, like they're yeah. so meticulous. I love that. Thank you guys for that. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. All right. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? Any more holy grails? Oh man, if I talk about any more Holy Grails, I might have to just go buy some more stuff and you know I can't do that this week. <laughs> right. All right. This is <laughs> this is where we're gonna close the close up shop here. <laughs> awesome. That was awesome. What a that was a great first take, man. I feel really good about this. I'm no longer nervous. Awesome. I'm glad that you enjoyed doing this. I enjoyed having you on. I am super excited to talk to you more about some books. I'm super excited to have you on the show with us. Yes, co-host. Yeah, how excited are you? <laughs> I'm like super excited, dude. How excited are you? Really? I'm 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 way excited because because <laughs> I I no longer just talk to myself in in this little room here, feeling weird talking about comic books. I'm not I'm just not some <laughs> weird guy talking in his basement about books by himself now. <laughs> I'm glad someone wants to hear me talk about my damn comics. So you did me a justice and every, all of my family, all of, all of our listeners want to hear about your insight. <laughs> and thank you listeners. Love you guys. <laughs> all right. So for, so out of these four books, do you have a top book out of all, th- all I'm of gonna, these? I'm going to have to go with, and it's only because I enjoy reading it so much. And I know it's it's probably the unpopular opinion, but it's Last Night on Earth. That's how okay. you know I'm definitely a newbie reader, okay? <laughs> no, no, that's a great pick, actually. What so, is yours? I, I, I'm going back and forth between Last Night on Earth and Powers of X. Okay, good. Um, I'm glad. To, and, and same here. It's second would definitely be Powers and House together. Think, it's an entity. But I think if I was gonna like throw a wrench in in the in the system here, I think Lois Lane would definitely be that wrench to be like to throw everything all off and say, you know, I, I'm here. You know, because oh, it's yeah. so good. I'm excited to to read all of them. You know, Powers of Ten. Uh, House of X, uh, th- it's amazing what Hickman is going to be doing with that universe. Uh, Scott Snyder is always awesome, but um, this is quite year for comic. This is quite the just little season, even, yeah, you know, right, for all of it. So, right. But but Lois yeah. Lane here, Lois Lane definitely surprised me on how good it it is. I because I didn't expect it to be this good. I didn't either. I didn't even. I didn't even think I was gonna think look twice at it, and mm-hmm. I'm just obsessed with it. So, yeah, definitely one of those unexpected things. Awesome, awesome. All right, Chanel, I appreciate you coming on on social media. You can find us at on Facebook at the Big Two Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter. Just type in the Big Two Podcast, and we're right there. If any of you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, we would definitely appreciate you guys to rate and review. We love. Yeah, tell us how Chanel did. Please let us know how that how she did. I think she did great. Yeah, give, <laughs> give me some grades, you guys. I like I like to fight too. So give me the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, you know what? I'm gonna anybody out there who wants to give us one star, I'm gonna send 
send her to on you guys. I'm going to sick her on you guys. <laughs> That's right. You guys, I, I was a troll before I was a reporter, so don't give me advice. <laughs> you guys watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. No, please be kind. Yeah, we love five stars. But if you guys want right. to give us one star, if you're going to give us one star, come on, give us a review so we can read it on the show. I want to hear That's why right. you're giving us that one star. Hey, and if it, to, to make things even better, leave a freaking phone number so we could call you and on air. <laughs> <laughs> that right. would be really fun. Tell us, tell us how horrible we are. <laughs> anyway, all right. So we appreciate you guys listening to us here at the Big Two Podcast. And you know what? I think I think that's it. I think we're done. Thank you. Thank you, Joey. <laughs> Thank you, everybody out You're there. Welcome. And- we will see you guys next time on the Big Two Podcast. We'll see you later.